This podcast is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky stuff. You know, any film that we talk about here, we recommend you see in advance. You've been warned. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You go right on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. and welcome to another brand new episode of Oh the Horror. It's a horror movie podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the newcomer Steve Allman. And I'm the expert Rob Holmes. And today we are looking at the, I believe, feature debut of a one David Yarovsky. Oh, I'm getting that wrong. Yarovsky. As I'm reading the IMDb. Yarnevsky. Yarovsky. Vesky. Uh, There's Yarvesky. no... Yarovsky. Vesky, Vesky, Yarovsky. And that's the 2014 film The Hive. Yeah, this was um, this was distributed by Nerdist Industries, so this was kind of like Nerdist's first... I think it was their first foray into getting a feature out there. Yeah, um, so they distributed it and more or less, like, bankrolled it, and, I would say. I mean, it was Midnight Road Entertainment for the production company, but as far as putting it out to a, a larger audience or trying to, that, oh, so was, that was them. Well, because like okay. it, it debuted at Fantastic Fest in 2014 of September, but it didn't actually get released until, like, 2015 September Interesting. as okay. well. And so, like... There's there's some stuff. So there's a lot of hype behind this film. Like people have talked, a lot of people have talked about it and are saying now that it's more of this. It's destined to be a cult classic. In a way, I, I, I in a way I can kind of see. Like if we if we put another ten years on this film, and maybe revisit it, I I could see something, but there. This is like a tale of like two different films trying to be put together. Yeah, and I don't um, think it. I don't necessarily think it works. Like there's, <clears throat> there's some moments that are good. That this film has like a, uh, a teen horror rom com moment, a memento vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's trying to be yeah. memento. It's trying to be clever. It's trying to do. Here, here's what I would say. Uh, I, I like to call this movie kind of ambitious to a fault. Oh, no, it's totally ambitious to a fault. It is trying to go way beyond its budget. Way beyond its budget. And, it like, if I could kind of get a little bit more harsh, I feel like it's kind of overreaching the skills of its filmmaker a bit. Because I feel like, I feel like a movie like this can be done if somebody had a bit more experience under their belt doing stories like this or kind of juggling these types of plot lines or wrangling up like you know different or maybe better actors and like again like mm. the production budget very low and it shows because it's trying to do too much with that budget uh yeah. it's like I, I i found myself seeing a couple of scenes where i'm like this set looks awful and it yeah. looks like a set it I looks know, like I a mean, set there were, set there were some where i'm like you're at a camp where no one goes there's no one here. Now, the only thing, the only thing that I could possibly try and get... So, every, when I'm watching this film, I'm actually trying to to find, like, the actual plot line where I'm like, oh, this can make sense. 
yeah, where's the hook here? Where's the thing that's supposed to like and, to, on hit why me? it looks so weird? And I think that all of it's based on his memories, right? So based on his memories, it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate. Like not everybody would be there. Like in a dream or in a memory, mainly in a dream. Stuff can be very strange or it seems distant and not like everyone's there. And there were moments of that in this film, too. Like, during that, you see flashes of different people appear every now and then. Or stuff changes a little bit um, as you're going through the film. And I'm like, okay, part of me gets that. But then part of me just sees this as we just had a very low budget and are making the most of what we have. But to almost to a fault because... I, I feel like some of the shots, the, they, they went a little too grand and spectacle. Like, they're showing these large scenes when they should just be trying to say, all right, well, let's, let's just make this a little more claustrophobic. Like, we're in this cabin to begin with. We might as well tighten it up, focus a lot on that. And if we are in the camp, make it seem really insular, but make it seem like a real camp where people actually yeah, go, make, not like four kids I was going to say, I'm like, camp. if you're going to... That's the thing. If you're going to stick yeah. to this location, stick to that location and make it look the absolute best that it can. Like, we need to explore every nook and cranny of this, and nothing right. needs to be under... Like, it, the audience is going to be looking at this for far longer than you... Like, than, than we're going to be paying attention for. And it's, like, it does not have any sort of real, like, gloss or sheen or, like, at, mo- at, at times it does that, at times like, like I, there's i feel i feel that this movie is a movie of of individual frames of production sure styles, and you it's, know and that that's clearly how this guy is working like he has yeah. an idea for a shot he has an idea for a type of scenario that like to him looks really good and when he executes on it i see that energy i see what he's going for every time yeah it's just when it when it all comes together i'm like i like you couldn't like I don't think you could make this movie like you well you straight up can't make this movie hmm. as good as it can be without more money like i straight up see where you need more money no i don't think and so man i don't all, I, honestly i i don't think it needs the money i think it can work without it I, the biggest it the needs biggest... color correction is what i'll say because the saturation is fucked in this movie so so there's I, that that I is hate the hmm. this color saturation it's wait for so which part annoying. are we talking the whole film or are we just talking because color saturation no, like every, changes it, depending yes, it varies from scene to scene yeah and i get that it's a mood thing that's a tone thing but i like hate it because it looks like i'm watching like a jigsaw movie in one scene and then i'm watching like a glossy teen rom-com and they're so like diametrically adjacent like opposed that like I, it, it's breakneck like i don't understand it and it looks bad when it's like under the black light and he's got all the white goo and stuff on it i'm like it doesn't look like you think it looks you know it, it actually and, if if it weren't for a lot of the other stuff going on in the film if they had stuck with just them being trapped in this area with this crazy virus infecting them basically get rid of that like stupid love story because it's him and he hits this girl falls into her but there's no one else around like there's no it seems like there's just that one nurse who you see apparently i guess she's also like the head of camp and everything else uh i don't know because she's the only adult i think that i see in this movie other than like, who's at the camp? There, There's a lot of issues with this. There's just so many issues with this movie. And it's it's like... It's, it's trying to do too much, yes. But at the same time, its biggest flaw, its biggest fault... 
is the damn dialogue. The dialogue is so... If you had good dialogue, if you were talking like... So when you're talking hive mind, the first movie that I think of, and it has nothing to do with hive mind, it's a time travel movie, is Primer. Primer cost nothing to make. It was like, I think it was like 11000 or something. It was very cheap. And it's a time travel thriller. Uh, it's great. But the opening conversation is just so insane. Like You can't follow it. Like, there's so much going on as they're talking about all these theories and concepts. And I think that that's the same thing that you could do with this type of film, talking about the hive mind and really getting deep into it. And I think they, they kind of, they spoon-feed it to you throughout this film. This It's just spoon-fed to you in the most expository ways. It's like, oh, he can see into stuff or he can tap into different things. I love that concept. I love the fact of being able to learn different things from a hive mind. But good God, it took three-quarters of the film for him to figure that shit out. That should have been, like, first power he gets. Yes, and it's trying to do so much with that concept. I'm like, like we could do this could be so simple and so effective if you just kind of took your time with this and kept it to one sort of concept. But instead, it, this movie is just trying to like throw everything in the kitchen sink at this concept, and you really don't need to. And it's it, it keeps taking me out of the movie. Every new trick it wants to show me, every sort of, you know, fun twist that it tries to throw in there, I'm just like, we don't need to do this. Like, there's no point. I do like, I don't love need the, to be I mean, in this scene with the. Like, yeah. yeah, I love the Jess Hive mind when she really gets fully possessed and is basically kind of like the big bad for most of the film, really, um, because she's the first one who gets infected. I really liked that concept, and I liked the fact that that's where he could kind of fight back. I think that's the type of movie that it needed to be through most of it, but even when his buddy gets all that shit vomited on him, and he should be freaking out more that all this crazy shit's going on, even he goes back into this like comedic state, or this not-as-shocked-as-he-should-be state. You know what I mean? And that's where I start to wonder... Is it really, is it supposed to be just really bad memories that someone has or, but then it just feels like shoddy filmmaking, really. It's, yeah, and it constantly shatters your suspension of disbelief yeah. at almost every turn. Like, I, I kind of just roll my eyes at least once a scene at something. Like, whether it be the dialogue, mm -hmm. the odd color correction choice, which still, like, which was, the mo to me, the most frustrating thing. Uh, that was, like, the least... Fr okay, when... Anytime they're at the camp in the beginning, uh, yeah, and no, they no, have I, that, like, I get like, you. I get you. that Amber Hue bullshit, no. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, the other stuff I could kind of deal with if it had just been like that the whole film. Uh-huh, I get you. I get you. It's, yeah, I, and... I don't know. Like, I don't really... Like, I get the kind of vibe that this movie's going for. Like, it wants to be pulpy and comic booky and bright and colorful and energetic. Like, it, I feel like it wants to have this kind of... Not Edgar Wrighty, but uh, like some sort of Edgar Wright-adjacent sort of vibe. 
it's but it's it's just it's not hitting it's no, really man. not it's getting... definitely not hitting on that at all like if it, i mean i can see where you're coming from where maybe that's what it wants to do nope no definitely nope i almost feel like with some of the weirdness that it almost has it's almost like it's trying to be detention sure and i didn't okay well oh uh, and man. i know you don't like I detention thought, but i think I, detention I, at least I, shot for like the fences and did what it could with its budget and was like i mean we're gonna go all out it, you know i will here's what i will say i will say that detention had an attitude about it yeah. that it owned throughout the entire film this <laughs> is just like kind of throwing shit out there yeah and, yeah yeah this is definitely it definitely feels that way man it definitely feels like it's a it almost feels like a movie that was just made as they were going along. Like, they had a concept of it. He had where he thought it was going to go. And then they're just like, you know what? Let's let's just do some different stuff with it, too. And, like, they just... It feels like they just started adding things to the movie as they were going through it. And then realized, oh, maybe this doesn't work. And then went into the editing bay, and we're like, well, let's just make this more of a mystery then. Yeah, and, it, it, like, it, they seem to be changing that on the fly almost. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. too... I don't know. I, it's um, And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's some, like, redemption in, like, the makeup and effects which i think in the beginning was pretty good like i don't think it's bad I, and... I think for the most part oh no wait some of the boils when they're on people like sometimes they look good and other times it just looks like it just looks like um yeah some of them just didn't look good like on some of on him i think on a few on a few shots in particular they looked some of them looked great but then you see for the main character i think his name's alex or whatever or Adam, yeah, his name's Adam, and when he comes back over, uh, one scene, it just looks like they just put on just some mm. latex, you know, they looked fake like prosthetics, not fully yeah. blended in, and it was like, oh, I okay. Say, yeah, and like the black ooze and all of that stuff, like, that was fine, but I like, like that. I, you that know, normally, normally, um... I feel like that. Like I, I'm speaking in layman's terms here. I feel like that's a relatively easy thing to pull off. Uh, is just like getting black goo. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? I've I. Okay, so so I I was working on a film recently. So I was peeing on a movie, and after working on a movie and knowing what goes into it, not always so easy. You know, like sometimes I would have to say it's a miracle most of the time the movies get made, and people have said that in the past. But yeah, no, it's true. Like you, got, there's a lot to go through, even you know, with all of that in general. But yeah, I I think with what they were doing and their budgetary limitations, they had to go with the black goo. Like there's no other. What else? What else are they gonna do? And but you know what I have to say? What I actually really liked, and the thing that I think was the selling point for this movie, and got a lot of people at least to once they saw the trailer to be like what the fuck is this the eyes the eyes man oh you know yeah that's 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 actually pretty good that, I, I will say the eyes are good and now sometimes they uh, there's a few times where i'm like oh that doesn't look very good it looked like weird cg or something and they probably are all cg but there's certain moments where i'm like dude this is very uncomfortable and very unsettling like they're there are really good elements to this movie, and this is why there's a problem with it. I don't, I don't hate it. 
I think it's almost like so. There's a movie from I think it's 2007 or 2008 called The Signal, and it was directed. It was three directors who made it. <clears throat> now, it's one story, but kind of three vignettes following these characters. And those directors, like one made the beginning, one the middle, one the end, they're all very different. And it was like, I remember watching that and thinking to myself, this is, it's the best, it's one of the best experimental films that I've seen. I wouldn't say it was like a great, great horror film or whatever, but it was one where I appreciated someone going out on a limb and trying something new. This... This kind of has that same feel, except it's it's filmed by one director and not three. And that's that's where I'm a little like, oh, it just right. that's and where it's it, off. Yeah, I I feel like it's too overly complicated to be innovative. It's too mm-hmm. uh, poor. Like I don't want to say poorly acted. Well, sure, it's poor. Oh, it's dude, poorly some acted of the, I mean, to be yeah. There's it, there's good moments of acting to be engaging. It's too poorly written to be even further engaging. Uh, it like it's not uh, like as visual like aesthetically pleasing enough to be compelling. Uh, it, it like nothing that I can try to find some redeeming quality in it ever grabbed me, and I was just like kind of looking at the time, just kind of seeing how long we have to go on it. And just seeing how far it could go. Like, granted, like, I think the, like, its initial concept is fine. Like, it's it's good enough to, like, you know, start a movie, for sure. I just, like, I at every turn, I would want to see this movie done differently. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, with... I think, I think conceptually, there's, there's really cool stuff in it. Yes, dude, everything should have been done differently in this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean Gunn is, like, phoning it in. Is Doctor? I mean, Baker. yeah. I don't even know why he should. How he should? How do I don't know how they got some of the great well, character actors that came into this. And like, yeah. I don't know how they got them. Like, I mean, it's it's basically because um, Yarvesky worked with I think James Gunn on like he did stuff for James Gunn. I think on Guardians to, of the Galaxy. He had to have an in with yeah. He well, had he to did, have, he, have had he, an in with the guns. Well, he already did. He worked with him. Um, like his his IMDb has some stuff where he was doing some. Uh, stuff for Guardians. He also helped out with Belco experiments, stuff with them. And it, I mean, a lot of that was actually, I don't know, that was probably post this film or whatever. But I'm sure that they've, they've known each other for a while or have a rapport with each other or have worked on stuff. Anyway, point is, he's in it. Yeah, I mean, I get that. There, I actually like the idea of where they were going with him and figuring out that there's the hive mind and and that's what this was and you know what this disease thing that they found was um i i like that i thought that is cool i think um the concept of that is awesome but i think the the finding that once you're infected there's only one way to get the virus out of you and that's to die that's fucking cool because then you're bringing almost a flatliners concept of having to bring yourself back. You have to die in order to br- or kill someone to bring them back to life, but you don't want to bodily harm them too much because then the virus is out of them, but they're bleeding to death or some shit. Like, you end up with so much going on with that, plus you end up with this crazy-ass virus that is just in people, and it's hive-minding, so it's 
it's very like body snatchers but gross looking you know yeah uh, and and and, th- and like and they looked pretty gross like i liked that like that effect of them dying like in order to come back like that like that's a fun thing yeah uh There's, but only as mm-hmm. a hook like you got to execute on that more yeah uh, you know you definitely I, have to you definitely have to to execute on it more i mean i really liked when liked uh when adam basically just he kills his buddy um yeah he just bashes Clark's face in when Clark's, you know, attacking him and shit. Which Adam, like, I don't like him as a protagonist. He's a piece of shit. Like, he's, he's a garbage person sure. who basically bangs every girl that he can while he's at camp as yeah, a no, counselor. He's a, he's, he's a scumbag. He's great. And then, he's like, bad. sleeps with his buddy's girlfriend and then is all, oh, I found this girl who I'm in love with, but she doesn't like me. Oh, woe is me. No, fuck you, dude. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, no. Like, a girl doesn't mm-hmm. like bad. you and now you're like, oh, I know what love is now. No. That's that's basically like saying that Biff Tannen is the good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Fuck no, that. And, and that's all. And it's also like like that kind of like I'm not saying that the movie endorses that level of thinking, but it certainly doesn't let that go as checked as I would like it to be. <laughs> like that character really needed to get his more. Uh, and oh, it's so like, quirky, and like they have all this quirky bullshit where stuff gets resolved in like three quippy lines. Yeah, I'm like, no. no, fuck you, dude. When you're in an infirmary, no, that's all bullshit. Uh, there's no no teens even act like that. That's someone who just doesn't. No. And again, it's like it's it, it continues the like lack of suspension of disbelief every time. Uh, and it's just it gets frustrating after a while because like you kind of want this thing to you want this to be like a little engine that could kind of a movie. Uh, even with its like rinky dink sets and you oh, know, you could you, you know, could have evil dead great... you could have evil deaded the shit out of this. Sure, and I mean Absolutely honestly, you could. You have all the goose stuff. You have the people changing; they look different, almost in a dead eyedish way. Ooh, and you hive you know mind them in the right. same way. I yeah, think... you're kind of now that you said that, I'm like, yeah, no, the sets weren't that great in Evil Dead Two, but you know what? They really went for that. No, but that's why the sets in Evil Dead Two look like sets because they were. It was all done in a high school gym, and well, the interiors. But that's what makes it look awesome because it's all controlled. That stylized lighting, and it gives it this feel of I'm watching something where they've <clears throat> gone all in, and they've said this is the world we've created you're just coming to it, you know? And it's not its not based in a real world. Like, Evil Dead 2, it is not based in a realistic world, you know? Um, in my in, in the way I see it. In this, this movie, this could have had that type of feel to it. But had it focused solely on the cabin, had it focused, had it gotten rid of this, like, side love story, had it just been, like, a straightforward hive mind insane colorful violent um film which you know maybe go minimal with the dialogue if you're not great with it yeah no i it's a <laughs> i mean it's it's tough to keep going uh on a movie that like it, it just i kept feeling nothing <clears throat> about it didn't yeah. offend me it didn't like get me angry that i saw it like, I mean, I there's was... I love the tapping into memories thing. I think it's, yeah, I think it's cool. You know, I think conceptually. So we we really haven't even talked what this movie is about. I think I like mean, we could do a quick like, rundown. Like we could we could briefly do it, but like yeah, it, it's, well, I think it seems I think there's rather one note to me. 
Well, it, it, so so basically, I'll give a quick summary of what we're getting into. Um, this guy wakes up in a cabin. He there's this virus in him. He's like, "What the hell's going on?" He gets these flashbacks that start to piece it out. Um, and then if he finds out that he is like this camp counselor and he and his friends were in this, uh, like there's four of them, but like, there's no people at this camp. Anyway, they end up, um, seeing this, I guess, whatever, a plane goes down. Right. And they follow that out there and they're like, Oh no, this plane went down. Let's see what happened. And this guy just comes by and vomits this black goo on them. And then they grab the case or whatever it is, or maybe it's all exposed now. And uh, one of their friends gets infected and then they all get infected. Now, this could have all been told in like 30 minutes, right? It takes about an hour for us to really get through all of that because they, they, they memento it. So you start with just flashback after flashback after flashback of different things. So you go to the 80s to see the scientist uh, who was doing these experiments with a hive mind thing. And then it goes to this doctor who was doing brain surgery on a girl. And then she recites some weird mathematical equation and then dies during the operation. But instead of being like, oh man, it sucks that she died. He's more focused on like the concept of what they got from it, which he called it like the Kayla phenomenon or something like that. Um, it was just... Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, yeah. And then it just from from there, it's like the guy f finds this girl, meets a girl, falls in love. They all get infected. He f figures that because he has such a he loves her and whatever, even though he just met her, he can pull himself out of it and he fights it. And uh, that's how he's able to then tap into all these other memories because he can go into the hive mind. And I'm like, yeah. dude. If you you had to have done this in the first twenty minutes of the film, you, you yes. should no, have. I could see I could see the edit of this being the first twenty minutes of the film, and then yeah. if we had a bit more of a skilled you know direction, yeah, this could have gone more interesting places because then we've got all of this crazy stuff as a baseline, and then we could just go from there. I I yeah, again, it's it's a shame that this wasn't more. And for the and for the most part, it's a lot of nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, this is a type of movie that if you have your friends over and you're having a party and someone's like, "Hey, we have music on and everything, but there should just be something on in the background." This wouldn't be the worst thing to have on in the background because number one, you don't have to listen to the dialogue, and number two, you would get a couple of cool interesting visual moments and you get some gross out stuff that may interest someone but then you can tell them maybe it's best that they just watch it the way that we're currently watching it yeah on mute or in the same yeah, way that i in the same way that i recommend anna and the apocalypse on mute on mute all right well i think that's what that that's <laughs> how we could end our recommendation for this yeah. movie a movie to be seen on mute. On mute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think we could call it there. Uh, that is going to do it for us this week. Rob, why don't you tell us where we can be found on the internet? Oh, you can find us all over the place. Um, basically, anywhere that you get your podcasts. We also have a website, ohthehorrorcast.com. Um, and you can find us on most social media things at, at ohthehorrorcast. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's going to do it for us this week. 
Yes, thank you guys so much. And uh, what have we got planned next week, Rob? So we're going to look at the follow-up to this guy's feature of The Hive. <laughs> um, he directed Brightburn. Yes. Which just uh, came out. So he's teamed up with James Gunn. Um, and yeah, man, it's it's... We'll see how we'll see how that <laughs> is if it's better than the Hive. Uh, I certainly hope so. I so do I. Yes. Well, until then, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for rocking with us. And until next time, I'm Steve Allman, and I'm Rob Holmes, and we'll see you next time. Time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here.